dreamers, wherever you are in the world. Thanks for tuning in. It is Mandy and Carly here. Woo, hello. Yes. How are you doing down there in Nashville, Chica? I know I ask you at the beginning of every episode, but I might be just a little bit jealous. So <laughs> I know I'm I'm a little upset that you're with me, but Nashville's beautiful. I'm at the beautiful Connect building where we're able to record our podcast out of. So I mean, there's no complaints. The sun is shining. I'm happy. How are you up in Canada? Oh, I love it. Well, holding down the fort here, it's a beautiful day, yeah. so I can't complain. And the sun's shining. And we have an epic interview here for you guys today. We're so excited to be connected with uh, a beautiful soul who has a great journey and um, of a story of perseverance and really following his dreams. So we're really excited to introduce you guys to Mario Vivas. And Mario, how are you doing today? I'm very good. Thank you for having me. Good. Well, we're so excited to have you on here. Um, Carly and I are just so excited to be connected with you and to hear your story and um, to hear about, you know, you as a chef and what you've been going through and your dreams. So um, why don't you take it away and tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, thank you so much. Um, well, I'm from Argentina originally. I uh, moved to New York City almost 10 years ago. And yes, uh, becoming a chef was kind of the end of the story but it, it was a long road I have to say <laughs> oh my gosh um, I love it go back to when you were young and and kind of living in Argentina what was your what was your dreams what was your passions and kind of tell us how it's evolved to to what you're doing now yeah so um so back in Argentina I was a dentist <laughs> wow. I went to dental school I was lucky actually to study and practice for a couple of years before I moved to New York City um it was interesting because people think that doing something completely different, sometimes you have to start from scratch or you have to choose a completely different way. But actually, I found that I learned so many things back in university that I actually still apply as a business owner in New York City. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be literal and just um, learn from dental. I mean, there's so many values and, and discipline that I learned back from college and the people that I met and the philosophy of going to a medical school is also give you a lot of lessons regarding uh, working with people. Mm -hmm. um, so that that can be one of the main uh, lessons that I had. Um, as a kid, I always wanted to have a hundred jobs. I always <laughs> wanted to have like different jobs. And I, I remember telling my mom, I wish I could have a different job every day. And I think that kind of turned turn, uh, a reality because owning a business is like having a lot of jobs at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, at the same time, you have to do all these love. Yeah. For your business. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, so I think that that kind of turned uh, into reality. It's, it's true. But coming to New York actually opened me a lot of doors. I think that also the fact that I didn't know the language that much also opened me a lot of doors to meet people from all over the world. Um, I had this fantasy that New York was a place where you could find everything and everyone from different countries and cultures. And it, it is true. Uh, so that can be definitely uh, a positive on my experience. It was kind of like a fantasy and adventure. Uh, it started like an adventure, actually. I never thought I would stay here so many years. Um, I actually didn't know. I knew English before, but I didn't know how to speak it on a daily basis. So that took... A hard road, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge obstacle to overcome. I mean, moving to America and, and having to learn, you know, a completely new language and you sound great now. I mean, like Thank that's you. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, so what made you move to New York in the first place then? So what made me uh, move to New York city? Yes. Um, I think it was also the curiosity. I mean, if there is something about uh, moving to another country, you always have to have a sense of being curious and wanting mm-hmm. to learn more. Um, there was definitely something about dental school that didn't give me anything back. I felt that I gave a lot of energy studying, working long hours. Um, I used to do my residence in a public hospital, and this would take 10 to 14 hours a day. And I, ne- I had the need to reinvent myself. And it is funny how... Hey, Dreamers, this episode is brought to you by Connect. Mandy and I are so excited to partner with this amazing new brand, Connect, that is located in Midtown, our favorite spot in Nashville. Connect is a social club that offers co-working spaces, apartments, a gym, a pool, a rooftop, a podcast studio, and so much more. We are able to use their KEE studio to record our podcast, and we even received our very own desk area just for the Dreamcatcher pod. This space is truly a place where dreamers go to connect. Right now, they're offering all of our dreamers a very special deal. You can email membership at connectnashville.com and mention Connect Dream. You will get a float membership for $199 a month if you sign up for at least three months. That's $100 off per month. This deal is valid through the end of June. So hurry up and sign up now. Many people are talking nowadays about reinventing themselves because of COVID and things that they have to start over in a way. Um, I was lucky to start this exercise 10 years ago. So reinventing myself during COVID was like the side B and kind of like uh, just another chapter in my long life of reinventing myself. But but yeah, I moved to New York to pretty much uh, pursue a new lifestyle. And and Mm -hmm. like I said, I think it was an adventure and it ended up being... The whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so awesome. And so for you, why don't you dive in a little bit about, I hope I pronounced this right, uh, Creole, Creolis? Creolis, yes. Creolis, so, okay. Yes. It's funny because in every Latin country, in Spanish, the double L, you just pronounce it Creolis. Okay. But in Argentina, yeah. it's like an S-H. So it's Creolis. Uh, but it's oh, the same. I'm, 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 I'm used to accents in New York. So yeah. Well, I was going to say... But- my Canadian accent. I'm like, Creolas, eh? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, um, so, what, yeah. Tell us about that journey and, and how, how that's all shaping you in New York. Creolas actually started, um, it was always in the air, my idea of starting a bakery and, and bringing Argentinian food uh, to New York. Um, while I was in college, I studied dentistry and I lived with my grandmother, who was a chef. And as every great grandmother in Argentina, which are very similar to Italian uh, grandmothers, uh, they love to cook. And I would spend hours in the kitchen at her house, just um, observing and just talking to her, but also learning the process of cooking. Um, In a crazy way, she always tells me, if you always want to do something different and something new, you could always do empanadas (laughs) because it's always something that you can share with people and you know, it's 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 a lot of work, but it's it's a great um, it's a great food to just share and learn how to how to do it. So yeah, I, I learned cooking with her, and 
within the years, I started my own catering business in New York. And during COVID, of course, I, I lost most of my business. So I decided to bring the food to the people instead of waiting the people to come to the food. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, that was a great platform um, for me to start uh, a store. I really have to thank a lot because COVID brought a lot of positive things such as this type of business, like starting a new business. And I think it opened opportunities. In, when you come from another country, especially from Latin countries, there is a lot of economical crisis. There is a lot of uh, starting over. So every time there's a crisis, we always see that as an opportunity, not mm -hmm. as something negative. So I think that, you know, uh, as being an immigrant also brought me this sense of, all right, let's do it. We can start mm -hmm. over and we can start a new chapter. So it was the perfect time for me to start during COVID, uh, this store. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, that's so awesome. And I think that that really just speaks through, like, just even that advice. I feel like that's great advice for people just to kind of know, like, to kind of reinvent yourself and read shift. And, and when something crazy happens, that's kind of out of our control. It's like to take it and be like, okay, this is a time to reinvent. This is a time. This is opportunity. How can I, you know, use this to my advantage? So I think that's really important. Absolutely. Yes, it was hard. I'm not gonna lie. It was yeah. <laughs> a lot. It was a hassle to like a year ago. I was um, scouting places, just looking for appliances and ovens and stuff, and and it was hard. But um, I think it's totally worth it. There's nothing more gratifying than pursuing your dreams, and you can go to sleep knowing that this is the right decision, and it's it's, it's you. So you decide. You you're uh, on a ship and you're sailing, and you're the captain of the ship. So you know <laughs> absolutely and that's and that's amazing because i think we read in your you know a little bit of your story that your um catering clients are actually you know have been loyal to you with your empanadas right and kind of that's how you kind of got it off the ground a little bit just by the people you've met through being in new york and being in, in your catering company that that you know they kind of stayed loyal and helped you with your new business too absolutely i Actually, during COVID, uh, one of my neighbors uh, got COVID and he came back from the hospital. And I said, welcome back. Uh, I decided to cook a meal for him. Oh. And after I brought that to the stoop of his, <laughs> I, I left it at the door of his, of his apartment and I left. And I text him, hey, I left you some dinner. And he, for him, that dinner meant so much that he was oh. the one who actually encouraged me and told me, hey, I think you should start cooking and doing this for people that are just staying home, quarantined. So that's how pretty much everything started. That was the introduction to Criollas. Um, yeah. I started cooking for neighbors and bringing them dinners like four times a week. And after one of my main clients told me, hey, I would like, you know, to support you. And if, if you have to cook something for, for New York City, what it would be? And I say empanadas, of course. Yeah. And, um, and he's, he told me he will help me. And he's now one of the investors of my business. So oh, wow. that's how Criolla was born. It was uh, truly a, a Corona, <laughs> Corona times business. A Corona baby. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but, but it was, but it's all out of love. I mean, the, the fact that, you know what I mean? Like you, you were just wanting to care for your neighbor and then it just turned into this beautiful thing and that it brings people together in a different way you know over over your empanadas yeah. which is cool. yeah. yeah absolutely 
there is there is a good energy. Every people, every person that comes to the store always tells me, "Wow, there's like a good energy at the store. Like everyone is always is in a good mood." And I think it has to do that it's starting on the right uh, with the right food. I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, why don't why don't you give the listeners a little um, idea of what an empanada is as well, in case anyone <laughs> in case they haven't tried one before? Like, I'd love to hear about um, you know what how you all make it. So empanadas are these uh, dough that are uh, made with wheat flour. Sorry, people that are gluten-free. <laughs> <laughs> but these are baked, so they're pretty healthy. They're not fried, and, and we use everything organic. Actually, all the fillings that we, we put inside are all from local farms in the area of New York. Uh, mm. So we use everything grass-fed. All our ingredients are organic, fresh, uh, from local farms. Um, and we have different uh, fillings. We do meat, chicken, vegetarian, vegan options. Uh, it has been pretty successful. People seem to like it a lot. Um, empanadas, it's a traditional uh, delicacy that you can find actually on every Latin country. Even in, in Spain or in the Middle Eastern food, you can find empanadas. Everyone has their own version. Um, what I would say about Argentinian empanadas that they are the best, <laughs> of course. Uh, but I think that the, the best part is that we bake them and we, we don't fry a lot there. So uh, this is a, a good thing. New Yorkers like to have, they're very picky with food. They like mm-hmm. to find trends. They like to see things that have a twist or, or something healthy. Um, mm-hmm. So I think this is a great option for them. You can have it as a snack or as a meal. Mm-hmm. absolutely oh that sounds so good you're making me so hungry <laughs> i know i'm like carly when can we go to new york we need our empanadas yeah. <laughs> we're, gonna have to. we're gonna have to come and show up at your store and- yes you're welcome anytime <laughs> <laughs> yeah my friend uh my friend is colombian and he makes them every time i go go visit he makes them for breakfast every every time and they're so good so i'm like i can only imagine how good yours would be <laughs> They're good. People, people like it a lot. Actually, we're doing a, some pop-ups around the city. We're doing a pop-up next week in Ooh. Lincoln Center, and it's going to be outdoors. It's going to be beautiful. Uh, and also around the metropolitan area, Long Island. Yeah. Oh, my it's, it's, That's it's amazing. Perfect. Yeah. So how many people do you have that, like, work with you in, in the store? We have six people. Uh, we have four in the front counter, and we have two chefs. Uh, who actually I met. So this is a fun, another funny story during COVID. Around uh, the corner from my apartment, there was a coffee shop that was there like for almost 40 years. Um, the shop closed. So all the neighbors were like leaving this nice post-it and notes around the neighborhood saying how much they're going to miss them because they've been in the business for 40 years. So yeah. one day, this is the place where I would pick up my morning coffee, by the way. So I would go there one morning and I talked to the owner and he told me we're leaving in one week. We're going to leave. So I love this place so much that I actually bought all the appliances, all the ovens and fridges and everything that I have at my store today is from this coffee shop. Oh. And, and then I asked him, what are you chefs are going to do? And they t- he told me, well, they're left with no job because this was their only full-time job. So I told the owner, well, starting next month, they will have a job at my store. So you can tell them that I'm also taking them with me. So it's funny how today I have this team that has been working together for 22 years. 
And it is funny because they've been using the same oven they have been using in, the, in that coffee shop. And today they're making empanadas, so they know this oven like the back of their hands. It's so funny. No. <laughs> and, and I think that's one of the good things that people can sense when they come to the store is that it's like a family. It's really a family. And we've only been here for seven months. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, Mario, that's such a cool story. And I just love how much you light up talking about it. And, <laughs> and even to say that how, you know, all these shifts and turns, and it just seems like it was just so meant to be though. And how, how sweet it is of you to, you know, to, to get those appliances and to see that need, okay, I'm going to, you know, buy these off of them it, to help them and then to offer them jobs and be like, no, let's work as a community and, and, and get through this together. Like you're just such a beautiful soul. And, oh, and it's just amazing you. to really see you light up when you talk about it. So yeah. And, and as you, you know, as you know, and, and especially, um, you know, having that love for food and I can imagine your grandma is so proud of you, but it's yeah. like that love just gets passed down through. And when you make something with your hands with love, people can taste that and they can feel it. And it's energy that's put into the food that people get to consume. And so that's why you're having so, so much success right now is because people can taste that love. So thank you. Yeah. I can, I can feel that too. I think people like it. And uh, there is something about um, during quarantine, I think people started to also appreciate homemade food. I mean, it was like the sense of comfort food and the sense of going back home or, or, or even staying at home all day and cooking something um, made with your own hands. I think that brings a good sense and good energy back to people. So I think that was another reason why I decided to start this type of food is because it's, it's comfort food. It's, it's yeah. food that it makes us, make us feel really good. Yeah, absolutely. And it's healthy. It's good for you. So, I mean, yes. it's a win. <laughs> it's a win. Mm -hmm. Totally. Well, that's oh, so yeah, I, I was just going to say, too, it kind of made me think of even like the transition for you to go to dental school. And, and I love that you said that you learn skills there that you use today, because Carly and I always say, you know, with going and catching your dream, there's different stepping stones that people need to take. And sometimes they're very different, you know, going into dental school to then being a chef and opening up a restaurant um, and cooking. It's very different. But the skills that you learn are just so important and you never know what tools you can use along the way. But for you, and this is kind of just like a question being thrown out there, like what kind of adventures has this led you on? And I know, you know, in the past year, it's been kind of crazy and things have been kind of shut down. But for you, it just must be so wild um, to go from dental school to now opening up a restaurant, like, and going up to pop-up markets. Like, how has that adventure been for you? Well, I think that even though they're completely different, there's there's a certain common denominator to it, which is people. I mean, I'm definitely someone who likes and enjoys interacting with people and, and knowing about their problems. I mean, when you have a, a dental office, when you have a shop, it kind of becomes <laughs> like a place where people talk to you about your, their lives always. Uh, yeah. So I think that one of the actually things that I learned on dental school is like treat every patient like it is a relative. Don't, don't make a difference because at the end of the day, we're all human beings and um, you're bringing um, your knowledge to solve problems. And even though I, don't, I, I have a service today, it has nothing to do with, with health, but it's also a place where people come to you and they express how they feel. They are going to their jobs or they're coming from their job and going back home. And um, I think that's the most... Um, rich part of working with people is to actually be a little bit more empathic, empathetic 
with uh, with people's lives and understand that we're all human beings, right? I and I, it's not funny that I also started this during COVID, where it seems to be also a shift in values. Like everyone's starting to understand and know more about different contexts. Um, I think that at the end of the day, we all want to feel secure and safe, and we are all vulnerable. Um, you can be very healthy um, and and have a great job or and get COVID, and you can also have you know uh, needs and have a different reality and also get COVID. So we're all made of you know absolutely bones and meat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you and so that's nice. and your mission is to just make everyone feel like family and feel like they're home. And I think that that's that's amazing because you know they'll they can come to your store and know that you know everyone is going to be welcomed and everyone is going to be there for them. And and you you have created a sort of community with your with your store, and that's amazing. It and is. It is. Yeah. It is truly a, a community. I think there's. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm located in the market, Criollas. Is located in a market where you can see different type of cuisine, international cuisine. So it's funny how you see all these different products, such as sushi, paella, uh, dumplings. You see every country in that market, and we're all different, and we all want our business to succeed. But at the same time, we all support each other because we need each other. Um, I think that that's another positive uh side of, of being a community is that there is no competition because we actually rely on that diversity we rely on on, on bringing people because not everyone wants sushi every day and not everyone wants empanada every day <laughs> yeah. um, so i think that's a, that's definitely a good a good part of it and i love well i love the fact i was going to say the, the market that's bringing different cultures into you know what i mean into the same same place so people can experience all these different things and they can learn you know learn about your, your culture, learn about, you know, other cultures and stuff like that. And I think that's a really cool thing about, you know, what you're doing. And, and this year in general is like, people are more open to understanding others and where they come from and, and knowing, like you said, that we all are made of the same things. So we should all love each other and learn about each other. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, for you um, and Criolas, and I hope I'm still saying that right, Criolas, Criolas. (laughs) I gotta say it with a little pizzazz. But for you, um, what are some goals that you have um, with your business and and anything coming up next that you want to share? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm still figuring it out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think that there is a lot of there's so many ways that open up right now, but I think that one of the things I would like to achieve this year is to open a second location. Mm-hmm. Um, there seems to be a, a, a big trend in ghost kitchens, also called dark kitchens, which mm-hmm. helps you to expand um, restaurants in New York City, use it a lot. Um, that would definitely be a need uh, in order to to grow because it's the only way you can grow production and supply your stores. Mm-hmm. But I think the second location will be great. Um, I like to keep it as small as possible. I was lucky to have, and to have till today, great mentors who always tells me, after COVID experience, try to keep yourself small. Try to keep, try to give a great service, a great product, and deliver that. And you know, things then it, it's all about time, and things grow up, and they get, uh, they get better from here. I mean, everything gets better from here. So 
I would like to keep small because it's also a homemade product. So I don't want to take it to a factory and start using machines. I mean, mm -hmm. I love to, to um, have a great team who, who works very hard. And I think that's the whole um, philosophy of my product is that it's homemade. So we want to keep it that way. Mm -hmm. I think that's super important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Can you, uh, can you let people who are listening know like where they can find you? Do you have an Instagram for the, for the store? And where, I mean, if you want to share your personal Instagram or whatever you would like for them to be able to find you in Criollas. Yeah, of course. Um, Criollas has an Instagram called Criollas Baked. Um, okay. You can also find me on Mario Vivas OK on Instagram. Uh, if you like food, because I, but I'm posting pictures of food every day. So if you're into that, definitely uh, follow. Um, but yeah, on Criollas Baked, you'll be able to find our menu. You can see the different pop-ups that we are doing around the city. Uh, we also sell them frozen um, through our virtual store. So we deliver to all the East Coast states. Uh, so if you're hungry in uh, Atlanta or Maine or <laughs> anywhere. Nashville. And Nashville. We deliver to Nashville, guys. Yes. <laughs> um, yes, we, you can find us there on Instagram. Oh, I love it. I think I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to try some. They sound amazing. Yeah. But. And then you're going to have to go international shipping so I can get some in Canada. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Right? That would be great. <laughs> I'll, be your, I'll be your first order. Oh, yeah. please. Do you have empanadas in Canada? You know, I'm trying to think. I mean, we probably have some sort of version of it, but um, I would love to try like your empanadas and the Argentine version. So, yeah. Um, well, this is, Mario, this has been so cool just to chat with you and hear your story of, you know, starting off in, in, you know, dental school and, and moving to New York, um, just mm -hmm. having your how this past year has just shifted and shaped you. And it's been so cool to hear your story of just perseverance and following your dream and passion. Um, yeah. yeah. And I feel like you've, you've really covered a lot of ground. Is there any advice that you can give other dreamers out there who are wanting to pursue their path? Um, wow. What a responsibility. <laughs> um, I would love to, I think that one of the most important things is to just keep authentic. I think you need to um, stay true to yourself. And on the way, you're going to find a lot of people coming to you. I'm approaching you with projects, with proposals, with, um, and it really is a good test to really test yourself and prove that you are authentic and that you want to keep uh, true to your dreams. Um, mm -hmm. I've got approached, but so many people offer me different things. I'm, I felt that I was, that was not a good fit for me. So it is important to also say no and to mm -hmm. um, pursue your dreams and stay true to yourself. Um, this, is a, this is a clear example because empanadas, the way I do it, is an authentic Argentinian style. And many other people offer me to do different styles or different flavors. And I was like, nope, this is who I am. This is my style. And, and I think that's very important, especially in New York, where you see so much about everything. You can see everything. Um, it's very important to stay original and be authentic yeah absolutely i love that yeah, yeah. i think very important same that's great advice mm -hmm. yes yeah. and yeah what you're offering is yeah definitely is your background and it's your family and it's it's homemade and, and you you encompass all that with with your empanadas so that 
That is amazing. And we're so, so grateful. And thank you for sharing your story with us. And we can't wait for people to hear this and make sure if you're ever in New York, go visit Criollas and go and go get some empanadas. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I can't wait. We gotta, we're going to have to make a trip to New York now, Mandy. You have no option. You have to come. I have no option. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm I know I'm I was visualizing when we first started talking to Mario and saying New York and everything I was like oh I can picture us just getting in getting in the the jeep and just driving from New York yeah. do, do 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 we'll make a tour we'll pack up our empanadas and go on the Dreamcatcher adventure tour across the state yeah. so we'll start in New York <laughs> oh my god that'd be amazing right <laughs> yes Aww. catch streamers on the road no, oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, Mario, your energy is just so beautiful and just so like, it's just so full of love. And so this has been an awesome interview. Thank you so much for, for reaching out and taking your time to, to sit with us and, and chat and for us to hear about your dream. It's, thank and, you. Thank, thank you for letting me share it. It means yeah, a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, all right, dreamers. Well, we are wishing you all good vibes, good times and sunshine until next time. Dream.